0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amazin, and this is Kelly and Rumiya. We get audio describer JJ Hunt on the show once a month. I think it's like the second or third Wednesday of the month. And anyway, um, he is just like a describer by heart you know he's often talks about his family being sick and tired of him just describing everything verbally all the time they're like i know we can see it and he's like oh sorry but then what we do is we get so spoiled with these conversations with him then we go into our own lives and start making everybody describe every single thing to us so um jeff ryman over the break had been pretty to this with uh, the fish flops and I, I don't know, I don't feel satisfied with the description yet, Jeffy. You're going to have to do more research.
2: <laughs> fish flops. Yeah, the, yeah it, it, it's basically how it sounds. They're flip flops, but it's like on the top end of the, the flip flop is just like a full fish, head to toe, full fish. <laughs> the Like where you would actually put your foot in is just a regular flip flop, but it's just the top that just looks like a fish. Uh, I don't know if they're so soft. Hard you asked if they're visualize. fuzzy. I don't. I don't know what they. That's what I mean. Like we
1: need so more bad. info,
2: like
1: really <laughs> like Grant, did you have any follow-up <laughs> questions?
0: It's it's just really hard to visualize. I'm trying to picture what <laughs> the don't. shape would be, and I can't.
2: I just can't picture it in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. It is rather jarring to think about, like walking on a fish,
1: or fish <laughs> um, on you while you're walking. I
2: i will say i had to do a double take the first time i saw it i i thought like th- they were legitimate fish um so yeah I, it's really hard to describe yeah um, like i said on the top end um basically it's a full fish where you'd slide your foot in is uh just regular flip-flops, flip-flops. so it's like half so we, fish. we have
1: half to flip-flop. know if it's comfortable <laughs> that's a big part of it
2: i'll ask my buddy at hockey on thank Tuesday. you he will <laughs> thank let me you. know
1: <laughs> it's a yeah it takes a village to describe these fish swaps yeah so, okay jeffy we're here for cut for time grant hardy myself and jeff ryman uh, and we basically want to recap some of these conversations that stuck with us from the week and all, apparently all of us are paying attention to wednesday's show so jeffy you get us started
2: Yeah, Wednesday's show is fantastic. Um, But I want to stick with uh, Corinne Van Dusen's segment. She stopped by with her biweekly entertainment chat. And here she is talking about a cool feature the band Kiss is showcasing at their last concert.
3: So they're going to perform their last show, the End of the Road Tour at Madison Square Garden in New York on Saturday. And then during the encore, they're going to introduce avatars of the current lineup performing t- uh god gave rock and roll to You" too, so they're going to introduce the new uh you know ideation of kiss as not the actual people but avatars in their place i feel like i have
2: um maybe some controversial thoughts about this guys I feel like I also need a little bit more detail as to what this will turn into aside from just having avatars potentially playing a concert. Um, But I don't think I'm a fan. Uh, You know, a a part of me thinks, um, you know, they've been around for, you know, 40, probably close to 50 years now, at least kiss. Um, And, you know, all good things have to come to an end it's i think it's part of a legacy thing um you know seeing something come to an end is part of like the mystique sort of like the legacy factor of this and if they just keep going on for you know forever um i don't know i feel like it sort of loses a, a little bit of that uh you know special fairy dust if if you will so I don't know if, if if I'm a huge fan of that. And then also on top of that, I don't know if I'd want to go see one of these concerts. Um, you know, a, a part of going to a, a live concert is hearing something that you typically don't on the album or how it's played on the radio. For example, if one of the guitarists or if Gene Simmons on bass is suddenly going into a solo, it's I, I hope it's something different than you hear on you know the radio or on the album i think you know hearing those imperfections or those special moments or whatever it may be is sort of the beauty of going to a concert and if these are just going to be avatars up there playing stuff straight from the album i don't really buy it i can easily just go on youtube and watch you know a million concerts that these guys have done for the last 50 years so um maybe i'm just being really pessimistic and potentially negative about this but i just don't think i buy this quite yet grant rum do you guys have any thoughts on this at all go first yeah i you know
0: jeff i wish that i could make things interesting and say oh i have a different opinion i think the opposite way but i i absolutely agree with you i'm not a fan of this at all i think that especially for me you know going to a concert just for the sake of going to a concert like oftentimes the acoustics inside you know a venue like they're not as good as you know listening to your your album on your nice speakers whatever so the reason we go to concerts is for that humanity that that the imperfection that maybe they'll try something different that you can say like, Whoa, this was an amazing moment at the concert, the interacting with, you know, the fans, just interacting with the audience, just really some authenticity. And I don't feel that paying for the experience to go and see an avatar, you know, doing its thing and doing it exactly the same way that it's already been done without every, any new creative elements yeah that just doesn't do it for me and i i part of what i was thinking is i admire actually the music industry for finding new ways to kind of earn some revenue make some rummy some some money uh ramia but i just i personally am not sure i really buy this curious about your thoughts
1: Pointed out um both of you have pointed out things that have not come up on our conversation on Wednesday and even Tuesday morning on Now with Dave Brown when this came up on the roundtable. And I really appreciate the points that you're making, especially, Grant, about what a live concert means, right? And, you know, going into the pandemic and through the pandemic when it was really, really rough with all the social isolating and um, never having a concert in sight, like, people who love these kind of gatherings, gathering around music, going to see choirs, going to the theater. We were so, so deprived. Uh, I remember the first concert I went to, I was so excited and it wasn't even a big one. It was um, Jasmine Sullivan at uh, History here in Toronto and it was a reasonably small venue. It was a standing concert, just a couple hours. But I was so excited going in and I was so overwhelmed by how the energy made me feel to be there present with a bunch of people listening to somebody sing live, perform live, actual musicians and just that, you know, energy around us that when I went home I was exhausted because it felt like for years we didn't have that. And that just can't be replicated with some like something like this. Um, especially if we're thinking of how exactly something like this is going to come out. Is it just we go to a theater and we check out a show? Or are we actually going to a concert venue? Is it going to really try to replicate that for us? I don't know, but I do think that there's going to be so much skepticism going in. I'm not sure if, if it's just that... If you're a super fan, you would love this. Or mm-hmm. at home, it's just a kind of a basic option for you to keep in touch with the band uh, and just never let it die, you know, as as it points to the legacy side of things. But it is interesting to think about. Um, on Wednesday's show, as we continue on through the <laughs> pretty much the entire lineup, financial <laughs> advisor Ryan Chin spoke to us about seeking financial advice from a professional. And here he is explaining why you'd want to talk to an advisor period why this should be an option for you
3: so sometimes you know folks are you know they they've overextended themselves you know now they're in a debt position i mean hey for example i had a a a, a client called me up last week and and uh young couple and they said look ryan i'm in a i'm in a mountain of debt we you know we're just just starting to get together here, and and uh you know, my fiance and I were we're having a little bit of difficulty. We're going to have to move back home, and we just want someone to help us, um, you know, make some good financial decisions mm. so that we can uh, one day buy a house. I mean, that's that's absolutely one reason. Other reasons could be, you know, maybe you know, maybe there's been a death in the family. There's an inheritance, so a sum of money is being paid out to you, and you just want some help. As to know what to do with it, I mean, it could be you. Maybe you just got laid off. Maybe you just got a new job. I mean, there. It really is very personal as to why you would want to seek financial advice.
1: All the above or none of the above. I mean, we all come from very, very um, different set of experiences when it comes to money, uh, how it was talked about in your household, how your parents individually or together handled money, how it was talked about with you, whether or not it was brought up in school, whether or not you actually cared. Um, You know, he at one point kind of hinted on that, like, Abundance mindset or scarcity mindset. Maybe it's the the lifestyle and the neighborhoods and the circumstances that way Um maybe generationally, you know a certain kind of Priorities have been passed down to you because of experiences that your parents or caregivers or a generation before that had I think that there's just so much that comes with the bag and baggages of money conversations and for me I mean, I don't, I don't think I came up with a, a great idea of money, whether it be handling or saving or spending, uh, and even just conversations around money were so weird. I don't know, just not normalized. So when I first started talking to a financial advisor, which is quite recent, uh, like two years ago or so, I thought that this felt like a clean start. You know, a lot of the biases that I had around debt, or a debt repayment, or, you know, is it too late? Is it never too late? All these things, just reassurance in general. And I think that that kind of thing, talking to a professional and having someone who can be on your side and who obviously knows more than I do, is very, very helpful. Um, I don't think that this is something that a lot of us turn to even now, regardless of age or experience or any of that other stuff I mentioned, but we should be and i don't think it's the same to go to something on the internet or go to your uh, bank i think it's very different to build a relationship with someone around money and that someone not necessarily being our parents jeff
2: yeah yeah, this is, I feel like the more I listen to Ryan's segments, the more I feel like I should go seek some financial advice. He pointed out some really good reasons, you know, whether you have a job, you, you just lost your job. In my instance, you know, I, we just had a kid um, right. and Aaron's on mat leave. And that brings in a whole new... Um, you know, a, a whole new angle to the finances in our family. So I'll be honest, I've never seeked financial advice from from anybody really aside from just family um, and people that are, are close to me. but now every segment I'm telling you it, it sort of makes me think twice as to you know what is there a better way of doing things and maybe a non-biased way of doing things? Mm-hmm.
1: Brent, not sure yeah. if you want to comment on this or move to yours. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. It's really frustrating to feel like you you, and the banks, the systems, are not in a fair, equal position because you're not in a position where you can draw up a contract. Your Your bank is the one that does that. And you're not in the position where you could just say, like, Yo, you know what? I'll I'm going to lend you $5,000. You can pay it back in, you know, 5 years with some interest. Like I'm just not in that kind of position where I could do that the bank is and you know what, if it doesn't work out, oh whatever. You know, we got uh, a lot of other fish to fry. We got plenty of money still, you know, but as as an individual, I feel that I'm not in that equal position. And plus there's the whole concept of like financial literacy. Like it's one thing just to be smart with your money and you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to try and not rack up some credit card debt. Uh, but also, uh, the idea about what do we do with our money? Like what are the best investments is, is it best to do RRSP, RDSP kind of, uh, even them out a little bit? Is my bank paying me a fair interest rate? There's there's so much to think about. And especially uh, as someone who knows that we may be a little bit more vulnerable in the workforce, in the business world than some other people. And how do we align our savings in such a way that it's not going to be a risk? So this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time uh, to go and see a financial advisor. Uh, Ramya, I think you're you mentioned you're the, the only one who uh, maybe has done that and it's led you to question some of your biases. So have you felt that that's been helpful like re- really beneficial at, at, at the end of the day that you yeah, feel finale. like you have some direction?
1: Definitely. And it's because, you know, no matter how good, like, let's say you were in the best of circumstances and your parents were transparent about money and you have such great habits with saving and spending and all this other stuff, you still have insecurities, right? You still have insecurities about the market or things like this go on where everything's expensive, you can't even afford groceries, and you wonder, like, what should I do? Should I be doing something differently? And it's um, just so helpful to have someone to turn to that isn't that has more information or insight on things than you do so as you said jeffy like these monthly conversations alone offer so much of that support for people who are listening like us uh jeff grant thank you for cut for time appreciate it of course
2: happy friday guys and i'll chat with you guys on monday
1: yeah sounds good looking forward to that new and improved description of fish flops (laughs) Grant and I will be back after the break to wrap the show up with you. We've got some content uh, we'd love you to check out over the weekend. So we'll be back with that.
2: We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break.